Welcome to Catching Up With The Commands podcast. My name is Dan C., joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life. We hope you enjoy the show. This week's episode is sponsored by Marriott Bomboy. You guys know we're obsessed with traveling, whether it's just us or with the kids, a big trip or an overnight trip. We're always planning our next vacation, but we have a secret for you. We don't pay for our hotels. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> with our Marriott Bonvoy credit card, we easily accumulate points and earn free stays all over the world. If you sign up for the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless card today, the card that we personally use daily, you get five free nights worth 250,000 points. This is our biggest sign-up bonus that we have ever seen. On top of your sign-up bonus, you also get a free night each year, hotel room upgrades, and they treat you like royalty, which is just super cool. Mm-hmm. And with 30 brands under their umbrella, you're bound to find the perfect hotel for you and your family. To look more into the Marriott Bonvoy cards or to sign up for one, go to our Instagram bio at Catching Up With The Commands to use our specific link, which will give you extra sign-up bonus and also help to support this podcast. Wherever you want to go, let Marriott Bonvoy take you there. Absolutely. And, and I've talked about it a million times, but I was so against like credit cards and and hated that concept until I saw we're spending this money anyway. Why not get something out of it? And I could not imagine going on trips or staying in a hotel and not ask, is that with points? Yeah. (laughs) It's just such a foreign concept now. So if you guys are skeptical and stuff, this is what we use. This is life changing for us and it allows us to travel, which is one of the most important things in our lives. And we use it like a debit card. Right. We literally just pay it right off when we accumulate anything. Yep. <laughs> we we don't wait for the month. We don't wait till there's a due date. We just pay just yeah. to, to keep it up to date, you know? Yeah. So give it a try. Reach out if you guys have any questions. It really has been life-changing, and I, and I genuinely mean that. So this week, we want to cover a topic that I think is kind of fun to talk about, mm-hmm. and I get asked on the daily about how I started my YouTube channel. We figured we would give the people what they want and go over the story of how we started and answer any questions you guys might have about having a, what can we say, successful YouTube yeah. channel? I mean, I don't like saying that, it's but successful. yeah, yeah, I guess so. And we want to do this in an interview style where Sam is going to ask questions that you guys submitted. We did this on Instagram and we've had you guys send them over time, but usually Instagram is your best spot. Yeah. So if you guys want to check us out there. And so just kind of sit back, relax, enjoy. If you have, <laughs> have further questions that Instagram catching up the commands, you can drop your questions there at any time. But Sam's going to ask questions chime in anytime and I'm just going to kind of give answers. I have not even looked at this list of questions, so we should have some fun here. All right. So first, what is the name of your YouTube channel? It is Dan C. Bearded, not to be confused with the subtitles that I guess I say funny and it says like Dancing Bearded, which is a whole <laughs> different channel. Is that a channel? I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like we need to look yeah, that up. Copyright that bad boy. So yeah, it's just <laughs> simply Dan C. Bearded. How did you come up with that? So my name on YouTube before this point was Dan C. And that's what I went by and I would comment on beard uh, videos and I was on Reddit as Dan C. Oh, I remember your Reddit days. Yeah, yeah. And well, it still is. It still is. You (laughs) should have posted that picture yesterday. You should see some of the messages I could (laughs) miss. But it was Dan C. And then I decided I wanted to make a channel and I was like, ooh, I need to be a little bit more like search optimized. Yeah. That's not a good thing. So I just threw bearded on the end. Smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And when did you start? It was the summer of 2018, June of 2018. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, coming up. Yep. All right. Why 
did you decide to start a beard YouTube channel? Yeah, and essentially, I just I have an obsessive personality. I really get into things and 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 I go all in. And whether it was Pokemon Go or metal detecting <laughs> or no matter what it is, I, I get obsessed. And I start growing my beard out, and I really wanted to start taking care of it. We had started with products that were actually really terrible. You got it from Ulta, and you're like, "This smells great." I didn't great. get it. My mom got it. Oh, it was a birthday present. Oh, yikes! Watch out. <laughs> well, I received it from your side of the family. <laughs> And it smelled great, but it was a terrible, terrible product. So I was like, there has to be better stuff. So I started researching. I started reading articles. I started posting on Reddit. I started watching YouTube and never had a thought a day in my life about making a YouTube channel until literally you said, hey, I think you should make a channel. I think you'd be good at it. And so the next day I filmed my introduction video. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank You're you. welcome world. Yeah. No? <laughs> and what, in the beginning, what equipment did you have? Whatever we had around the house. So it was genuinely like, hey, let's look around. You had an old Nikon like DSLR camera oh, that yeah. you hadn't used in years. Yeah. It was just like something you were gifted. And yeah. I think you were into it and then kind of got phased out of it. Listen, cameras are hard. Oh, yeah. no, I did not realize all the different aspects of cameras. Mm -hmm. I don't think most people do. No. And when you see someone carrying around the big one at like sporting events and yeah, stuff, yeah. you're like, oh, you know what you're doing <laughs> over there. And some do. But so we bust out the Nikon. We had a tripod and that was it. We used like the mic from the camera. Oh, yeah. We used uh, essentially we filmed at the kitchen table. There was a a a backdrop that was a cart or not cardboard, a chalkboard paint behind. And my theme was being a teacher. And so that was behind the light source was the sliding glass door <laughs> in the sun. Yeah. Like and if you guys ever see videos yeah. where it gets like real dark, yep. like it's just a cloudy day. Right. Literally. <laughs> it would, yeah. Or it would like happen in mid shot and it yeah. would adjust. So yeah, just the camera we had. And, and this was probably would have been better to go with a phone. <laughs> just go with a phone <laughs> yeah, to begin right? with, but that's what we had, and that's that's how we started, and then slowly upgraded as yeah. time went on. Oh my gosh, I remember you used to put like pillows in all oh, the corners. I so that that's as it went on. Yeah, so I really started to try and step up my game. I <laughs> Your took, sound, yeah, sound and lighting. I took a push pins, and then I took a white sheet and put it over the sliding glass door yep. to diffuse the light. I would buy from the dollar store, I still have some of them, the trifold foam boards that mm -hmm. kids use that like presentations. Yeah. And that was around me for sound. I would put bean bags all around me. I would put blankets on the table. I was like fully soundproofing things. And then <laughs> you uh, were sound trying to soundproof this huge yeah, ass room. <laughs> right. Which was hardwood floors huge yeah. ceiling right next to it it was impossible yeah and then we started upgrade we got a lighting kit from amazon for 48 dollars still looking at them right now that's those ones those two right there that's are still cool. and then the tripod behind you was a like backlight that i had <laughs> and so still to this day i use those lights and just yeah then we got a camera then we got a mic and it just started growing and, and kind of glowing up from there yeah so i mean what like specific cameras do mm. you, I feel like people are very curious yeah. about cameras so I use a couple of different cameras my filming camera is the first camera that I upgraded to and I still have not touched it to this day we've probably had it for five years now and that is a a 
Canon M50. Mm-hmm. It's not the M52. It's just the M50. They don't even make them anymore. Wow. And I, every video you've seen on the channel that's not in the bathroom, that is filmed with the Canon. Outside of that, I have three streaming cameras. I have a Sony A6400 with a really nice lens. And then I have two different Sony A6000s uh, that are on the side. You got to upgrade those ones. Yeah, those ones aren't up to quality. They're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> but they're just the side cameras. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to tell us about, like, when you built the studio and why? And yeah, yeah. So we started in the kitchen and the the key thing is it was never started to make money it was never started to leave my job it was never started to get free stuff it was just started because you said I should start it Mm -hmm. so I did (laughs) and from there it really started to grow and if you guys know me can the Dan C bearded C is consistency that's what it stands (laughs) for it's (laughs) not not true but I if I do something I'm wildly consistent And so I started doing the videos, three videos a week, started live streaming. At the beginning, it was just one stream a week. And I really started to like have a lot of output and it was difficult because if I wanted to film, I had to go set everything up. I Mm -hmm. had to get all that stuff we just talked about. I then had to take it down afterwards. We had to make sure the house was silent because everything would echo and what we had, uh, at that time, it was Maddox was a toddler and uh-huh. Jax was a baby. Yeah, and, and so that was hard. Really <laughs> hard. So there were times where you would have to drive around mm-hmm. and until I was done filming. And it just became like a big task to film. Uh, the pre-production, the post-production, just a lot. And we kind of realized like, hey, this might have legs. Like this mm-hmm. might grow. Like we're, we're kind of onto something here. But we were not at our best, like, financial time at that time. And we knew, like, hey, and you were a big proponent of it. You were like, let's do it. Let's do it right. Let's Mm -hmm. do it big. And I was really frugal and was like, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) if that's going to be good. And so we essentially had it in the back of our minds until we went on spring break. And this was about nine months into the YouTube channel Mm -hmm. journey. We went to Disney. And we came back, and I'll never forget walking in the door. It just sounded different. I was like, mm, something's wrong here. <laughs> and then you go downstairs, and our basement had flooded. Yep. We had our carpeted basement. Carpeted basement, all of our stuff on the floor, TV stand, like all that. Mm-hmm. So we had to rip up all the carpet. It's just down to the concrete. And essentially, that was kind of like a sign. It was, it was like, yeah, it was the start of it for it was sure. Really like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to do this. Because before I was able to tell myself, I don't want to cut up the carpet to put a studio in. <laughs> but like, I don't, yeah. it was the oldest, ugliest, yeah. bright-ass red carpet. Red, yes. <laughs> and so I that was always my excuse because I didn't want to spend thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. I mean, that's the side of YouTube a lot of people don't see is you see this little screen in the finished product. Mm-hmm. You don't see the – and then people be like, oh, what, what cameras do you use? Okay, what computer do you edit on? What mm-hmm. mic do you use? Okay, now it's adding up. But what about the studio that had to yeah. be built and the insulation in the walls and in the ceiling and all the stuff that comes with it? It's like, man, you don't realize how much money goes yeah. into it. So once that happened, we found a local contractor. We mm-hmm. kind of mapped it all out and we had it built. And then from there, we expanded the lighting and the, the setup with the desk and the filming and stuff and just made it all one area for videos and live streams. Yeah. Do you wish that we would have made the studio different in any way? No. Nope. I love it. You love it? Yeah, I love like, it. You think the size is good? Mm-hmm. Too big can be a problem for With filming. sound, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, okay, you talked about not starting for money, mm-hmm. but you clearly are doing this for a career now. Correct. So when did you start 
monetizing. So it was about six months in, and it's wild looking back at this moment because we don't even interact with this person anymore, and <laughs> the company's totally different. Uh, but essentially, a company owner, and we were adamant about not making money. Yeah. We and this is some. This is a mindset that I always try to keep in mind when I try to understand others. And we were adamant about not making money because there's this weird, like, U.S. stigma about making money online is, like, wrong. Yeah, like it's right. Like, like you, you can't, it's a dirty yeah, job. You can't do it in a genuine way. And so we were like, we love this. We're not doing this for any reason. We are not going to be the <laughs> devil. We're not taking money. Curse you. And I bought all my products. I didn't want anything for free. Mm -hmm. We had like over 50 products before I started and uh, had been using them and then just reviewing whatever the heck we wanted to review. And then companies started coming in. They're like, hey, you've got influence. Can you review our products? And at first it was like, okay, really cool. Yeah, uh, definitely. And then I was doing one review a week. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, well, now two companies asked this week. Well, now three companies asked this yeah. week to the point where it was two to three a day to now where when this podcast filming is done, I'm going to have probably six or seven emails <laughs> uh, with companies and people reaching out. Just had a local company out of Rochester. Had no idea. Yeah. Had no idea that they have a beard company there. So it, it happens daily. And at that point, it was like, I can't do all of these. So how am I going to filter through these requests? And so that was going on while at the same time, kind of like another freakish sign, a company owner who's uh, somewhat local, uh, at least I thought he was the owner, somewhat local reaches out and was like, hey, can I take you and Sam to lunch? And we were like, sure. And at this time I was in my like free lunch by any means era. <laughs> like if it, back, cheapo stage. Yeah, hey, when I, when we didn't have money, if you offered me to go out to dinner there, I was taking Quit it. telling people yeah. we didn't have money. We hey, had money. Not for <laughs> just coming from the person that didn't deal with the bank account or the <laughs> bills. That's that's easy to say. So we were not in the best position there. So when when lunch and stuff was offered, I was like jumping on it. So we went to lunch and he essentially said, Hey, you need to take our money. Please let us pay you. We are absolutely crushing it off of you. And this is not how business works. We want to compensate you. So we went home, we had a discussion and we were like, I think we can do this the same exact way. Be genuine, be honest, but also just simply get compensated for what we're earning. We're spending thousands of dollars on our studio, on our equipment and all these things. Why not just simply take this on as kind of like an, a side job, you know, a little hobby that, mm -hmm. that's kind of given back. And so we then from that moment went home, we filmed a video that said, hey, we are going to be accepting affiliates now. We want to be super transparent with you guys. We told them why. And then also at that time, I had to have some kind of filter for these reviews that were coming in. So essentially, I just established a fee and I had a whole write up and it said, hey, if you reach out, uh, thank you so much. I would love to try your products, but I do have a fee for a review and it's in writing clear as day. It says, uh, this is not an advertisement. This is not a fee to say anything good about your company. You don't get to view the video after, before I, it goes live. You don't get to tell me what to say. This is just compensation for my time, my influence, my effort, my equipment. And essentially as the demand grew, the fee grew. If there was no demand, it stayed the same or went down. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of went from there. And, and people would say, right, the, and we'll talk about haters, I'm sure. But people will say things like, oh, if you make money, you're biased. And it's like, well, what would be an unbiased approach if you have seven companies a day reaching out to you? <laughs> How do you pick one over the other, right? You can't do seven reviews a day. That's just not possible. So 
if you're picking ones, wouldn't that be biased? Or is it just simply you set your filter, which is a fee, and the ones that want to take it up, take you up on it, do. And so that's kind of how we started with it. And it's pretty much the same to this day. It just kind of magnified as we grew. Now, that's for reviews, Mm -hmm. but how do you make, you also make money on YouTube, right? Yes. Yep. So on YouTube, it's a uh, pretty, pretty straightforward. A thousand subscribers, 4,000 hours of watch time, you mm-hmm. become monetized. Okay. And so how it works is if you guys watch advertisements on YouTube videos, the content creator gets a portion of the advertisement money. You, watch the ads. <laughs> YouTube gets another <laughs> portion of it. And there is a lot of truth. If you want to support ways to support, watch the video all the way through. That's a huge one. If you want to support on the money side of things, watch the ad. The longer you watch the ad, the more money it goes to the creator. If you interact with the ad, more money goes to the creator. So the least for me, I always and only have ads that have that five second bumper where you can skip it. Uh Now, if you skip it, I'll get a couple pennies. If you let it play through, there'll be more pennies. If you click the ad, there'll be more pennies. (laughs) And so it's not much, of course. It's not a huge difference. But when you start adding up hundreds of thousands, 10 million views, those pennies can make a difference in in your life. Right, it can become enough for a career. Exactly. (laughs) And so that's how it works. If you watch an ad on a YouTube video, you are supporting that that content creator. Now, as somebody who is monetized on YouTube, do you find yourself like – clicking ads and oh, watching yeah. ads for other people 100%, now? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. We, if, if we're watching, like we always say, but Karen and Nate on yes. YouTube, I'll make sure I hit the thumbs up. I'll mm-hmm. make sure that I'm watching the ads or we have YouTube premium, which you don't have ads, but it's just like you watch the ad. The money still goes to the oh, content cool. creator, which is really cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So in the first year, how many subscribers do you think that you got? I think by the end of my first year, I was around 2,000 subscribers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just like steadily growing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been consistent the whole way. There's never, and and I will say, especially in a niche, 2,000 in a first year is really good. Like there's a lot of guys that have great content. They're consistent. They're hustle. They're grinding. And they may not even be at 2,000 years later. Mm -hmm. And so I I understand that's a really good number. The first six months was almost nothing. It was non-existent. (laughs) It's like me and my mom. Yeah, yeah. It was was non-existent. And then after that, it started to really grow. And and it is seasonal. I started in the summer, which is the absolute worst time (laughs) for beards. So that was rough, right? Even now, my summer numbers are really, really rough. And so as it got to like November, December, we started to see some growth. Mm -hmm. It started to pick up from there. And so, yeah, it was about 2,000 subscribers and then just clear, consistent, natural growth since then. There's never been a point in the channel where it was like, whoa, explosive moment. This changes everything. (laughs) You know, that just hasn't happened. Okay, so you started it in the summer because you also had a career at the same time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? True. So I, while I started the channel, uh, we had wife, had two kids. I was a full-time teacher. And at this point, this was like six years ago. I think I had finished both of my master degrees. So I don't think I was in school at that point. Yeah, you finished when we were at our old house before Jax was born. Okay, so yeah, right about that time I finished that. So I was a full-time teacher. And even with the teaching, like when I think back on it now, I had so many titles and roles as a teacher. (laughs) I was a team leader at my middle school. I was the technology coach of the building. I had all these different things. And on top of that, I was coaching full-time all year round. I coached uh, middle school swimming. I coached inter-club swimming in the summer. 
summer. I coached varsity water polo. I did private lessons all, all throughout the year. So I had a bunch of different hats. Were you coaching as when you started the channel, or had you been done with that? Oh, coaching. You were coaching? In the thick okay. of it, all year. I, like, black that out because coaching was just, like, not fun yeah. for me. Oh, <laughs> no, I was – I just stopped coaching, like, three years ago. So it was about half of the channel was full coaching, and then half the channel was not. Oh. Yeah, two maybe. But, yeah, it was two, three years ago I stopped coaching. That's wild. Yep. So how how did you – appropriately use your time between work and filming and family and wife yeah I just didn't sleep (laughs) mainly (laughs) even there was less sleep then than I have now because (laughs) I would do all these things and most of my time most of my time especially once we got the studio was spent working on the channel at night like literally and this is far less now today but I would get everything done during the day. I would teach, I would coach, I would have dinner with the family and hang out with the family. I then would uh, be with you and put the kids down to bed and then we'd hang out in bed, you'd go to sleep and then I'd go down and work. Mm -hmm. That was like a pretty much nightly basis. And so I tried to prioritize family during the times that I could and then I tried to work as like ferociously as I could on the other times. You still kind of do do that. I do, I do. I'm just not... I don't know. I'm just not trying to like (laughs) boast and like make it like it's sexy that you work like No, no. Yeah. yeah, Like toxic. Right, 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 right. Life. Right. Because I I really do value. I think if people saw how much time I have with the family, I think they would be surprised. Yeah. I think they'd be shocked at how much that's a priority. Yeah. Because it's like you work all day Mm -hmm. in a sense that we'll go to the gym or we'll go to lunch and you, if there's something where you're just sitting there, you'll answer comments. So it's like, you're just like, you're continuously working but you're not taking away time from other important exactly things. and that's a, a great example because i thought about that the other day because people uh for example many of you know my buddy scuba he does not respond to comments and he says it's too overwhelming i get i can see that i get three times as many comments that he does on a Burn. daily basis <laughs> not i love you scuba not because <laughs> of anything other than i just do way more videos than him yeah so i have a lot more comments and i like try to wrap my mind around it and i figured it out it's such a slippery slope, such a slippery slope where if you get behind on comments, whoo, man, oh that train g- just piles up. You just got to leave it. Yeah. And it, it just, <laughs> I can see it being overwhelming and stopping. But for me, for example, yesterday I had a video that dropped a couple hundred video or a couple hundred comments come in. Right. But as we work out literally between sets, I'm answering two to three comments. Yeah. Right. We're resting. We can still chat. We're doing that. Or if I'm picking the kids up from school, I've got yeah. a half an hour. I can yeah, answer comments. That's good work time. It, it I really work is. in the car too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I do it throughout the day constantly, but I'm still very present and I'm yeah. better at that than I used to be. Like we'd have many talks about mm-hmm. the phone and this and that. And so I try to be as present as possible, chip away at it during the day. And then at night, there's just some stuff that I can't during the day, yeah. like editing for example and it's like I get right to it then right and it's very rare for you to work when the kids are all home too yeah the only time is if I'm like doing something because it's the the rest time for Violet you and the boys come in you picked them up that day and it's like I gotta finish this real quick here but no once they're there we're outside we're playing Mm -hmm. soccer we're doing I think we make like a really good point to Mm -hmm. To not work when the kids are home unless something really important comes up. Right. It's pretty much unspoken at this point, you know, and we just kind of blend and and we're both good about it because you do a ton of work as well Mm -hmm. with the shop and the podcast and all your health stuff. And so we'll be able to see like, okay, Sam's got this going on. I'm going to go take the kids. So it's not like go sit on the couch, guys, you know, and we kind of flex. Yeah, we kind of flex and help each other out there. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, how do you come up with all of these video ideas? Because you are the fucking king of weird <laughs> video ideas. Yeah, I have one over 1.7 thousand videos, and I have hundreds of more ideas. Uh, it's super, <laughs> it's super simple, and I will never run out. Trust me, I will never run out. I have a note on my phone. My, if you guys could see my phone notes, it's absurd. I have notes for everything, and <laughs> essentially, when a video idea comes to me. Most commonly, do you know where most commonly my ideas come to me? In the shower. In the shower. Like to the point <laughs> where Sam will be getting ready and I'm like, hey, babe, text me. And it'll be <laughs> an idea. And so it comes to me in the shower. I write it down. And I would say the inspiration is kind of equally divided by my daily life. Mm -hmm. Like what I see, what I observe as far as myself and then with others. And then the other half is questions submitted yeah, by viewers. Say that. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I do think that that's like a, a superpower of mine where everybody gets these same questions. Everybody fully knows what people are wondering about beards. Mm -hmm. I just have this mindset, I think, from teaching where I'm able to take that question, formulate it into a helpful content video, and then make the video in a deliverable, digestible way. Yeah. And where most people just hear the question, they answer the question, and that's it. Right. And I'm like, if you're wondering it, I know there's probably thousands or more that are wondering the same thing. For sure. And so that's just kind of how I just keep notes and then mark it done, go on to the <laughs> next one. And then week by week, people would ask me, how do you pick what videos you're going to do that week? Whatever I think is timely. And that's about it. Smart. You know, it's, if it's seasonal, if it's happening to me, if I feel like I'm observing it with a lot of people, I just do that. Some things are like no shave November. All right. Got to do kind of content around that, mm -hmm. you know, or playoff beards. Got to do that kind of content. So yeah, there, there's a whole thought process to it, but it's pretty natural to me. It's not yeah. something I have to really work at. You're not like sitting there just like no. thinking. Right. I just need one more right. video idea. Right. And I and I love to listen to other content areas, specifically comedy, for example. Mm -hmm. Comedians will make themselves write every day. Like they'll get up and they just write for two hours. Even if nothing comes about it, they practice that. Mm. I don't do that. Like there's nothing about my <laughs> process that's like, I got to do this. I got to work the craft. It just pops in my head. And from years of, of teaching, it so many of this was just trained for me. Okay. So what's one video that you created that you wish maybe like had gotten that you thought maybe was going to get more views yeah. or you wish that had gotten more views? Yeah, I'm pretty tuned in with my views, but it's very rare that a video will surprise me, right? I'll make one. They all have value. I'll make one. I'm like, all right, this is a banger. I know this is going <laughs> to be like tippity top. Then others, I'm like, this is a little bit more nerdy and it's going to be a slow grower where yeah. it's not going to pop right away, but people are going to search for it and it's going to start showing up on their feeds. And then other ones I know it's just never going to get a lot of views, but it's valuable to the people that do watch. So I definitely have a lot that just kill me and I wish they got out to more people. I would say mainly kind of like the basic things like the cold rinse video. I just mm -hmm. did a cold rinse today and in the shower. I was like, I wish more people would experience this. My beard feels great. My beard yeah. looks great. Ones like that, my morning routine videos, the, the videos that address probably the misconceptions or the wives tales. Mm -hmm. I love those ones like wash your beard every day. If I could get that out to more people, the beards of the world would benefit. The, <laughs> the, the stigma, the yeah, the stigma and the stereotype of beards would benefit if it was just common knowledge. Like, yeah, wash your beard every mm -hmm. day. Where if we were to pull the world of guys that have beards that take care of it, the majority would say, no, don't do that. That's bad. It'll kill your beard. When in all reality, it's just not true. So I would say those like helpful videos for the styling and health. And then... Probably, yeah, I would leave it at that one. I do have one that's not beard related that I'm mm -hmm. really proud of, and it's how I deal with stress. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really helpful and really well done video. Yeah. So I would love for people to see that. But of course, on a beard channel, the algorithm doesn't grab the stress <laughs> right, video as right, much. Right, exactly. 
what is your method of avoiding repeat topics? Okay. And this one's tough because my viewer base is definitely seasonal, right? We know we get more views in the fall and in the winter, but it's also cyclical, right? There's kind of like a natural progression where somebody looks up, looks up for something on YouTube to help their beard. They find me, they go all in and start taking care of their beard. And then essentially once they get it down, there's a lot of people that kind of fall off because they came and saw what they needed and they got it mm -hmm. right. And I'm not mad at that. I totally understand. Well, the problem is once a video gets like a couple months old, it kind of just gets in the backlog of YouTube. Well, what about that next group that comes through? that hasn't gone back five years and watched those old videos. So there is a value in repeating some videos, especially if science has changed with information, yeah. if my preferences or my actual thoughts have changed, I do those update ones. But other than that, if I'm going to make a video that's been covered before, it needs to have value. It needs to be purposeful. I have a freakish memory with my videos. Like I said, I have like <laughs> 1.7 thousand videos. If you were to ask me, Hey man, I got a question on a beard. If I've covered it 100 out of a hundred times, I can go find that video. Goodness. Like it, it's never been a case where I'm like, Oh, that'd be a good video to cover. And then it's like, Oh, I covered that. Nope. I, I know <laughs> every single video I've made. So it's, it's pretty easy for me to avoid repeating. Have there been slumps or days where you might just want to like skip working or filming or live streaming? I know I should be relatable here, right? And I know <laughs> I should say, yeah, no, I was thinking about this. And because this one was submitted on Instagram, and yeah. I was able to see this one beforehand. I don't think so. Like, I really don't think so. And, and I mean, I'll bounce it back to you. And I'm being genuine here. I don't know if I've ever complained or been like down about stuff. No, I, and it's so freakish. And you guys, if you follow along on the channel or the live streams, I'm always calling Dan an alien because <laughs> he's just so different from like humanity <laughs> in that he just operates different. It's like he's a robot or some shit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Like, it's it's not a thought process. My my brain definitely works different than what I see with, like, other people. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, and I mentioned this to you today about, like, a different situation. I just, my thought is, if I'm starting the day, what's my alternative? I can do this or not. And is the alternative better? I've never had a day where the alternative is better. <laughs> I've never had a day where it's like, well, how about I miss a video this week? Yeah. How about I skip this this week? I don't like that outcome, right? <laughs> if, if my outcome is you can relax on the couch and miss a scheduled video, that's going to be very painful to me. Yeah, you're not like a very relaxed no. like kind of person. That is my relax. You know, doing yeah, this stuff right. is my relax. That is peaceful for me. It's calming for me. It's never a burden. It never like weighs heavy. Like mm -hmm. I make a checklist and I, I get stuff done. And I think if you're genuinely doing a job that you love, yeah. then you then your job yeah. quotes is not a burden right. to you. So teaching and coaching became a burden to yes. me at the end of my teaching and coaching. Yes. I never did before ever until it did, you know, and that was mainly because of the people that were telling me what to do. The beauty of this job, I don't have anybody telling me what to do. <laughs> and so they're really, violent. <laughs> right. <laughs> there really is no burden there. And no, I like genuinely, there's not been a day where I've gotten up and been like, Okay, man, you can do it. Get, yeah. Come on, dude, you can do this. I just, I don't, I just do it. I just operate. It's, it's, there's no 
when you have that consistent schedule, there's just no negotiations. Yeah. I just, every single time. So you've never thought about like quitting or like <laughs> look forward to like retiring no, or anything no, like that? No, <laughs> not in the slightest. I've never had like, oh, when I hit 60, I'm going to be gone. Or if we get our bank account up to a million, <laughs> I'm done or whatever it is. No, like not in the slightest. And that's a fact because Dan talks about doing YouTube until like the day that he dies. I think, <laughs> I think it only gets better, right? Your beard doesn't get worse as you get older. It just gets gray. Yeah. And, and then you get more respect. You get more knowledge and experience. I, I have no plans of stopping. I, I actually despise the retirement system <laughs> and the whole thoughts of getting this great finish line to then like limp through the rest of your life after that and live on this small like amount of money and stuff. So no, no plans to quit, stop, adjust, change. I love this. So what motivates you then to keep going? Hmm. What motivates me to keep going? Dang. I don't know. I don't think about it like <laughs> that. I, I don't have more. You're not like, do it for the kids. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I have, I would say I have more discipline than motivation. Where That's true. My yeah. discipline is I'm going to do this. I enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. I really like helping people. Like when I get the messages that it like helped them or changed their life or they were more confident for a job interview and they got the job that's improving their family situation. That's freaking cool. You yeah. know, when, when I come up with a video idea, I absolutely weigh it based on how helpful I think this could be. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of my motivation is like, I know I can help people here. I know I can do this here. And I like being good at things. Mm-hmm. I, I just do. <laughs> I, I like being good at things. I like doing things I'm good at. I don't do things I'm not good at. It's just yeah. not enjoyable to me. And so doing something that I know I'm good at, that I know I'm good on camera, that I know I have real information, that is motivating to me, I guess. All right. So this is kind of like a two-part question. Okay. I'm worried. What's your favorite part about having a YouTube channel? And what's your least favorite part? My favorite part is being my own boss. And I know people like disagree with that fa- that phrase and they're like you'll never be your own boss if you're a real entrepreneur you listen never to never be your own boss yeah. if you work for the government yeah <laughs> or no like, <laughs> you gotta listen to the people the viewers are your boss nope I am, <laughs> I am my own boss I make my schedule I make my everything that is the greatest feeling of all time when you came from an administration that was utterly disgusting and Jo- oh man, I'm not opening that door, but that is by far the best part of this job. Mm-hmm. Being my own boss, having the flexibility to prioritize my family is the great, I think it's the American dream. I've talked about it many times. I think it's freedom. And so that's huge. And then the second question is, what's the worst part? Yeah. Having no security. That is the worst part. Yeah, that is a scary thing. If Especially I w- when you first left right, teaching. Right, If I would have stayed with teaching, there would have been likely nothing in the world I could have done to get fired because it's dang near impossible, as we know in other situations, to actually be fired as a teacher. So I would have had security. I would have had a retirement. Mm-hmm. I would have had medical benefits. That's the worst part. Mm-hmm. We pay a lot for the medical side of our life now. Worth it. Every single penny. We don't know what the <laughs> – that's another one that's fun is when you do things like taxes or you apply oh for, gosh. like, a car. And they're like, what's your projected income this next year? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> You're like, mm, oh. yep, no idea. Couldn't tell you if I'm going to make less. Couldn't <laughs> tell you if I'm going to make more. No concept. Very helpful. Yeah, right. I, it, but it's so true. And they make me put a number on it. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. And so that part is challenging. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's nothing that's, like, too hard. It's nothing yeah. that like weighs heavy on us or anything, but yeah. it's, it is challenging. It's, it's 
not common in in America. Yeah, and I think before we decided together for you to quit teaching, yeah. we made sure that we had a decent amount of savings yes. just in case. Right. We didn't know. We we honestly didn't know how much we would make. Yeah. That was a big question mark, but we believed in this. Mm-hmm. We believed that the negative effects of the teaching job far outweighed the risk yeah. of chasing this. And we did make sure we had a good, solid savings before we made that And job. the coolest part is that we have left that savings alone. Yeah. Yep. We haven't even had to, like, dip into it. No, which we have has, not touched like, it. It's just... Like I'm so proud. I'm so yeah. proud of you for that. Yeah, yeah. We got close a couple times and and considered it, but nope. It, it's still there and hopefully growing one day. <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that you have been successful so far? Because you've clearly been successful. Okay. Yeah. Within a niche world, definitely successful. Right. In the in the world of YouTube, I'm Todd a tadpole, a tadpole, <laughs> a toddler, a toddler frog, a tadpole. <laughs> and but okay, so why within this niche has it been successful? Mm-hmm. I think it's super simple. I think it is consistent value added. I think that I help people's lives in a multitude of ways. I think that sometimes people just want a positive voice in their life. Mm -hmm. I think people like a consistent voice in their life that they can count on. I think people appreciate that I answer every single comment, question, message, email that exists. I think that I work my butt off is a, a big part of it. And I think I diversify my platform. People see YouTube, but they don't realize how much I put into Instagram. Mm-hmm. They don't realize I have a private Facebook group that I do every single thing for the Facebook Facebook group on. They don't mm-hmm. realize I post several times a week on Reddit and go on. And when I have a little bit of extra time, I will go to Reddit beard advice and answer comments and, and go through like when people are asking questions and answer them. So I would say that it's adding value, but in a way that it's like working my butt off. I, I think the common denominator in all of that is you. Mm. Like you have that you there's some kind of personality that you have to have to have a successful YouTube channel and I think that you really have that personality. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What advice do you have for someone who wants to start a YouTube channel? Start No, I (laughs) really mean that you're not going to be great at the beginning. You're going to look back in a couple of years and be embarrassed by it. And I can never watch. Yeah, it's it's rough videos, but you have to start. If you wait for the perfect equipment setup, if you wait for the perfect motivation, if you wait for the best topic idea, the perfect time of year, you're never going to start. Because something's always going to come around that's going to be more perfect. You realize, oh, I'm saving up for this perfect camera. Well, guess what? The day before you go to buy that, Sony releases the new camera. That's better. <laughs> There's always going to be something yes. else that's going to hold you back. And so if you start, you're going to be okay. You're going to find yourself. You're probably going to copy people in the beginning. You're probably going to stumble over your words. You're probably going to hate the content you make. You don't want to see yourself. You don't want to hear your voice. That sure as hell is hearing <laughs> your voice. But just start. I mean, I really mean that. And do it for the right reasons and remember those reasons. If you are doing it and saying, ooh, Dan left his job. I could leave my job and do this. You're going to fail. I Mm -hmm. almost guarantee you that. That's not why I started. And that's a huge part of why it is successful. And so just start. Do it for the right reasons, which should be helping people, which should be enjoyment of making content. And if you can stay consistent and you're good at it, it'll all work out. Yeah. And how many years have we been doing this? Six. Uh, we're coming up on six. Okay. 
we've been doing this for so long. We've seen people mm. come in and out and in and out and in and out because they're starting for the wrong reason. Oh, man. They're not doing it because they love their beard and they love helping people and they love looking at products and researching things. They're like, I just need some more money. Or free stuff. Or free stuff, Or yeah. clout and fame. And it's a vicious, nasty cycle. And now that you said that we're like six years out, when you see like the first cycle of it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But now six years later, you're like, oh, that's just yeah. another one. And it, it leads to so many problems. And it's a straight up same. And if they realize that it's the same progression every time, they'd probably be embarrassed because mm-hmm. they, they fit in this thing. They see the content, they see the results of it, the views, the money, the leaving the job. Oh, I want that. I'm going to do that. They start it. And at the beginning, they're super optimistic, super friendly to me because to be honest, they think they can use me to get some (laughs) kind of boost on their platform. And then they quickly realize it's not as easy as it seems Mm -hmm. that you don't just get thousands of views by posting a video. So then they start to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you start to see like, huh, that was a little bit of a weird kind of negative comment. And then it's <laughs> full-blown resentment. Yes. And the reason why is essentially they are making content that's not matching up with their expectations of what you're delivering. So in their mind, rather than saying, I don't have that many views because I didn't put in the time. I didn't put in good enough content. I'm not diversifying my platforms. I'm not doing all the right things. They can't tell themselves that. They can't Mm -hmm. face that. They have to say, I'm not getting this because Dan has something nefarious going on. (laughs) Dan is doing something that's wrong. Screw him. He's the devil. And it goes bad. (laughs) And this happens every single... I almost get sad when I see really good people get really into it. And you can actually see it. It's people that go super hard on Instagram, super hard on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I could almost tell you right now who's going to start a channel in the next six months. <laughs> and too many times those good people go in there and then it turns and it just goes negative and it goes sour. And it, it all has to do with that, the reasons why they're doing it. And then that human compensation that we all do, we all do, right? If you start at the gym and you see somebody killing it, oftentimes your brain goes to, oh, well, what is she taking? Is she taking medication? (laughs) Is she doing this? Is she doing that? Must be nice. This that's, oh, don't get me started on the must be nice one. That that's the biggest (laughs) thing. And so we've seen that cycle Mm -hmm. over and over. It's not like one person or a group here. It's a group now. It was a group six months ago. It was a group last year. It was a group before that. Five years ago, there were groups that don't even exist online anymore (laughs) and stuff. So, yeah, it's a a vicious cycle, and it's sad. It is. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the beard industry has peaked? No. Oh, (laughs) God, no. And you can look up any metric you would like. It is on the ground floor and is just getting started. It's going to double in the next five years, quadruple in the next 10 years. This is going to be a multi-billion dollar industry. That's amazing. Yeah, Cisco, Cisco, the company that does like logistics and everything, Uh they did a market study. They do one every year, and it's amazing. It was back in like 2011, the U.S. beard industry was at $0 of revenue, zero. (laughs) Within uh, two years, 2013, it went up to like $50 for the whole industry. And it was like, wow. Goodness. Yeah, like that's that's cool. And then so it's like, and I mean, you have like big companies getting involved, doing this or that. And then it is just starting to like double and triple and grow and grow every year. And we're right on the cusp of this big explosion of this beard industry. That's so cool. It is really cool. I thought it was explosive now. No, (laughs) yeah. It's 
so we we get a unique view because we see the the grassroots. We yeah. see the small batch. It's going to start growing in in good ways and in challenging yeah, ways. For there, sure. There's a whole yeah. Loaded I mean, like you've already seen it with like Gillette and stuff. Old coming Spice out with and beard yep, stuff. Exactly. So to kind of like piggyback off that, yeah. do you think that the beard care product industry is? We hear this all the time. It's too saturated. Yeah. I don't want to start a company because it's too saturated. Right. Right. That is insecurity speaking. Mm-hmm. That's projecting insecurities. There is such an amazing opportunity to make quality products, to get compensated for something that you enjoy doing and help people doing. And so, no. Uh, the reason why people say it's saturated is we see all these companies out there, but it's largely dominated by what I call hobbyists. And these are people that just do it on the side for a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. They, I've seen like horror stories of these companies that they, they make a little bit of money this year. And then they're like, hey, man, uh, do you know anything about taxes? Oh, I'm God. like, Ooh. And this is an, <laughs> I literally had a company last year in March. And we're like, hey, man, you know anything about taxes? And I'm like, uh, yeah, if you're working with people, you need to do a 1099 and a W9 and all this stuff. And they're like, no, no, I'm talking about from last year's. Oh, like, <laughs> it's March. What are you doing? <laughs> like, are you crazy? And so that's the problem is you have a lot of hobbies and not businesses. The ones that treat it like a business, goodness gracious, we've seen them grow to three, five Mm. million dollars of revenue a year, leaving their jobs, having employees. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely. This is a big one. Okay. How do you deal with trolls and haters? (laughs) Well, I I think it kind of relates back to the answer a couple of times ago because you got, I like that you actually distinguish trolls and haters. Yeah. So trolls are just people that just like to see the world burn. And usually it's not even like, it's not even like with any anger. Yeah. They just like to see chaos. It's like, and it's not necessarily like in the beard world. No, it's everywhere. Everywhere they go, they will just post something like, nah, fuck that guy. Yeah. They're the ones who go to the restaurant and send the food back. They're the ones that don't hold the door for you. Like it, those ones are. I actually love those ones. Like there's <laughs> not an ounce of any like despair or negativity with those trolls. It's like the ones that come in like shave your beard. Yeah. Your wife won't like that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I just like show a picture of my wife <laughs> and mic drop. So those ones are easy. Uh, normally, I deal with trolls with a like witty, positive, and kind of sassy response back yeah. to them. And I love that. Like, that's my personality. <laughs> you know, like, I, I can be called King Petty at times. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy that side of things. That's fun for me. Now, the haters ones, those are ones that are actually hating on mm-hmm. you, whether it's their insecurities that they're projecting, the jealousy that they have. Uh, maybe they just genuinely don't like me. And that's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I would mm. never want to be. I think right, if, you're, if yeah. you're that, you're just fucking bland. And like, you're lying away. because you're yeah. trying to appease everybody. Right. Like, there's When you see the <laughs> cornucopia of people out there, if everyone likes you, I, okay. Right. Yeah, that's that's great. Have fun. So there are genuine haters, and and I have adjusted that. And I actually am – I think I'm on a new era. And I like, I like that, that term <laughs> era. So for the longest time, I just straight up ignored them. Didn't matter to me. Doesn't bother me. I I don't think the haters get that it doesn't affect me. Yeah. You know, I when I was teaching, there was a lot of teachers that hated me. When I was coaching, there were a lot of coaches that hated me. I'm just used to that. That's okay. If you do things in a different way and in a successful way, there's going to be tension and pushback. So for the longest time, I just ignored them. I didn't acknowledge them. I didn't respond to them. But now... It's so fucking ridiculous yeah. that I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, like we to. were we were uh, hanging out the other day, may have been under the the effect of some THC, <laughs> and I was just 
giggling, like giggling. I'm talking about guys in their like 40s, 50s, and 60s on video, in comments, on live streams, fake accounts, real accounts, sitting there and having this like powwow discussion mm-hmm. of Dan's bad. Dan's evil. He lies. He does it for money. And he's a hypocrite. And like the stuff that comes out of their mouth is just funny. Like it's just funny. There's no way to get around the concept of it being ridiculous that a a 50 year old man with a white, with a white beard and a job, a career, a family, a life is taking time out of his day to drop comments and live streams <laughs> and videos about me. The funniest part <laughs> is like the the live streams. Like oh. they make dedicated live streams yeah. just to bash you. Weekly. Like I feel so sad <laughs> for these. These people must be so fucking miserable in their lives it's to make cr- these live streams and these videos. Like you have time for that? Right. You have time you for that. Where'd you get all this time? And they do like dramatic titles and thumbnails <laughs> and oh, he's ruining the community oh and my oh God. my God. They The new thing is they call me uh, toxic positivity that I, that turning everything positive is toxic and that's not real and that's not, and it's like, you just need to meet me. Like <laughs> I'm just different and, and I refuse to see the negativity in situations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the most out of it like this. I could cry and I could say, oh my God, they're talking about me. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And now I'm just going to, I'm going to own it. I'm going to lean into it. It's almost like the Eminem type thing. Like I am whatever you say I am. <laughs> like people saying I make thousands of dollars a day. <laughs> yes. Heck yes. Heck, heck yes. You realize we have 365 days a year. M- multiple thousands is you're looking at 700,000 up to a million. I'll like, hey, let's go. Let's go. I wish that'd be amazing. Or like one the other day to give you guys an example, because I don't show most of the hate because I don't want to illuminate what they're doing. But hey, who knows? We might start it and, and just start mocking yes. it. There was a guy the other day, content creator, didn't even know he existed. I had no concept <laughs> and his comment in one of these like hateful live streams people send me stuff is uh was Dan C is the epitome of what I will never be as a content creator if you take money you are biased period so my response is we know <laughs> I am definitely the epitome of what you'll never be I, and I know that like and that's a fact I'm not arguing that and it's the way it's easy is it because it truly is insecurities and jealousy. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you make content to help people. You're telling me you make content because you enjoy it, right? You're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything, so you enjoy it. That thing that you love to do, you can keep doing it the same way, and you're going to get compensated for it. And you're trying to tell us you're not going to take that and money? And you're not going to take that money. Right. And everything they say is just false. Be like, he he takes money. Would you like to see the the correspondence of companies threatening to sue me because they paid the fee for review? I gave honest feedback and said <laughs> it was garbage and I don't recommend it. But you're right. I received money, so I'm biased. <laughs> and in my head, it's like, no, do you actually realize the real bias is with new content creators, myself included back then? Mm-hmm. When you're new, if a company gives you attention, ooh, you feel special. <laughs> you get butterflies you are geeked out of your mind do you know how hard it would be to say something negative about those companies Mm -hmm. do you know when you start to get stuff for free and just the way that feels and oh my gosh this is amazing i've had big companies big companies offer me lots of money many times (laughs) and i've said no 
Yeah. Because I didn't like their products. I didn't like their company, right? I've had money and reviewed many, many times. Guys, just scroll through my reviews. You can find <laughs> some where there was a fee and this stuff is not good. So I'm not quite sure where that mm -hmm. angle comes from. And it's just hilarious. I will never take money. And again, we started like that. We know that that's some like intrinsic thought process that, and it was probably because people ruined it along the way and did things in a yeah. bad way. But the beautiful thing is my resume is open. My videos are out there. Yeah. Anybody can watch. Anybody can form their opinion. And I just know it's not true. So my new era is comical and I'm just going to own it. And it's hilarious. It like, is. It's, it's just funny. It, it's just funny. I love funny. your comebacks. Yeah. They're they're, do they're, they just come to you or yeah. do you think about it? They them? just come to me immediately. <laughs> and I tell people this. Here's the best part about the question, right? You asked, how do I handle haters? Mm -hmm. I've been training with 12 years of teaching 12-year-olds. <laughs> They're do all you, haters. Do you understand <laughs> the ability to talk to a 12-year-old is the same as that 50-year-old guy with a gray beard sitting right. on his computer yelling at me? They have the same fucking mentality. They have the same exact mentality, the same exact level of thinking, the mm -hmm. same exact insecurities. Think about the insecurities of a middle school yeah. boy. Yeah. These are the same people. They just never grew up. And so it makes it very simple. And then you get... <laughs> the the intelligent people, the normal people, the the vast majority of people see that and they just laugh. Yeah. They just laugh. And then you'd be like, well, there are other people that agree with them. Yeah, they're just miserable too. Mm -hmm. And it's real funny when you see those hating comments and you see those things because I'm never in there. People send me stuff. Yeah, right. And then you turn around to my stream and it's like, hey, oh. hey, <laughs> you're entering the giveaway here, but I thought I was the devil. Or, oh my gosh, they have this thing pop up that they need and- they magically started following me yeah. again. They asked me for something, even though they were just talking shit the day before. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And the reason why is misery loves company. Yeah. It's so easy to fit in if you can bond over misery. Yeah. It's so easy. And that's, I don't know why, but that's just like human nature. It now. is. It because is. like the moms at our kids' school do that. Yeah. They just want to sit there and bitch with each other. And it's not even real what they're right. saying. They like, you almost have to one up. And it's like, right, did exactly. you did you hear Dan said, do not put beard butter on by, oh, oh, oh got him, got him. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like uh, you got to, you got to try better than that. And so <laughs> it's, how do I handle it? I have fun with it. I know that I, I'm doing it for the right reasons and the right way. And so whatever, I actually heard this. So in ancient times, the civiliza civilizations used to have clowns or jesters mm -hmm. or jokers and the way they found out if something was bullshit or not is they would have the joker make fun of it i'll give you an example if a joker comes in and says hey dan you suck at youtube am i going to get offended by that no because no, i don't suck at youtube <laughs> like that's hilarious right michael jordan you're terrible at basketball okay like, that's funny <laughs> but if somebody makes a comment and you get offended and you get angry yeah. there's probably something to that <laughs> you know there's probably something to that like dan you have massive ears and a huge melon yeah i do that's, i do that, yeah i do true. i do and so <laughs> i thought that that was interesting to think about it and it's like the stuff doesn't bother me because it's so outrageous yeah like, it really is if you had something relevant to say maybe it would you mm -hmm. know maybe it would like if people are like dan so arrogant and cocky like all right i hear you i can see how, <laughs> how people can take that i genuinely do not believe i'm cocky or arrogant i just confident and i love what i do but hey touche that valid point on the other stuff, it's just downright hilarious. It is so funny. <laughs> okay, a couple more. Yeah. How do you grow your channel? Like, what mm. what do you do 
to try to get subscribers. So it's definitely a game. And the game is making enough content that is for new people to discover you, but also balancing it with content for the people that are already here. And so if you only cater to one side or the other, you're going to fail. If you only cater to new people, you're going to lose them way more quickly than you would in another method. Mm -hmm. Now, if I only cater to super experienced beardsmen, I'm not going to grow. I'm just going to maintain those ones. And so it's, it's having that balance. Also putting yourself out there. Like I said, I have a Facebook group. People find me from there. I have uh, Instagram. People find me from there. Reddit. And so just trying to diversify and find any lanes that you can to bring in new people. And if you're good, people are going to spread the word for mm-hmm. you as well. And that's the greatest way. Yeah. If a buddy of yours says, hey, check out this guy's channel, you're probably going to check it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that True would be that. Do you ever have imposter syndrome? Mm, I've thought about this one lately. So I used to just straight up say no. I, I don't know what imposter syndrome so imposter is. S- imposter syndrome is you get to a position in life and you feel like you shouldn't be there. Like, for example, if you're a teacher of high school AP students and you're like, these kids are smarter than me. <laughs> how am I telling them about this stuff? I'm an imposter. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be up here. That's what the syndrome okay. is. Like, why do people come to me? So I, on beard stuff, I do feel like I really know what I'm talking about. You do. Because of research and because of experience and all that stuff. So I don't on that regard, but there will be times where let's say uh, like u.s nationals i was a judge for the biggest beard competition Mm -hmm. in the country there were times there i'm like how the hell am i judging you (laughs) like what 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 do i have to do or even that that time it kind of like overlaps and i'm like how am i making videos teaching people about beards and there's these beards out there Mm -hmm. so a little bit on that side of things but not much you know and it's like the sexy content creator thing to be like yeah i got imposter syndrome if you don't wasn't like a little bit but not really (laughs) okay what are your goals for the Dan C. Bearded mm, YouTube channel? Love that. To continue to do what I enjoy for a career and have the freedom to do what I want outside of the career. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> and do you have any employees? Not currently. Do you intend to? I would love to. Yeah, I would love to. I want you to get an employee. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love to, to change people's lives and, and have one. I, I definitely have somebody in mind to be our first employee and a couple different roles involved. And I know he's going to kill it. So, yeah, eventually for sure. Awesome. And then last one is just like, what advice do you give to anybody out there who's maybe like in your same situation or if they were in a job that they're really hating yeah. and maybe they want to move on, what advice would you give them? Really look at an outside perspective of life and what you prioritize. We take pride in taking a different look. People would see things like our medical bills and be mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. I can never spend that amount of money. But we're investing in health now because nothing else matters if you don't have it. Right. The same kind of thing is with a job. If you're at a job that you hate, think about what kind of lessons you're teaching your kids. You're, think about what kind of impact you're having on your spouse. Is that worth having that steady income, air quotes, or is the real risk staying with your job? Mm-hmm. I think that's the truth. Awesome. Thank you for answering all those yeah, questions for us. Yeah, I love these. For us. <laughs> I love it. So, 
Thank you guys for watching <laughs> to this episode of Catching Up with the Commands. The YouTube story is such a fun one to tell because there's so many different aspects people don't see. And we appreciate everyone that submitted questions. And a huge thank you to our partner, Marriott Bonvoy. If you're huge travelers like us, but also on a budget and like free things, <laughs> hey, just like us, check out the Marriott, uh, Mar Marriott, Marriott <laughs> Bonvoy credit cards. There's a link in our Instagram bio at Catching Up with the Commands that is specific to our platform, which helps support what we do here and gives you guys a little bonus. So please check it out and we will see you guys next week. Ta-ta. <laughs>